This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Fuck yeah, man. Channel Attitude. As we've so subtly told you from that beginning. Welcome everybody. Smoke out with Shelly and SJ, the interactive video show where you can be a part of every single episode every week just by being a subscriber. I send out the streamer link to all the subscribers every Thursday night when we record the show. That way you can join us either in the private chat on audio or in all of your video glory. Whatever you want to do, participate in the show, ask questions, all that good stuff. Of course, you can subscribe exclusively on channelattitude.com. Check out ShellySJSmokeout.com. The Twitter, the Instagram, the link to my website, the Shelly's website, so you can check us out. This is officially episode 54 slash 11. 54th episode overall, 11th episode for channelattitude.com. Thank you all for joining us whenever you join us. And uh, be on the lookout for that link to come join us on the show live instead of just watching later on. I'm, of course, Nero Jesus, as a little name thing indicates over here. She is Shelly, Shelly Martinez. Uh, being a professional broadcaster, she had all her equipment together, <laughs> silencing, the, uh, getting the dog out of the way, so she's not uh, barking through the whole show. Shelly, what is going on in uh, your world? Shit. That is what it is. <laughs> Shit. Let me tell you something. First of all, since you started the show, which has not even been a minute, I have the same light on over here, but depending when I move, it makes me orange for a second. Uh, I don't know why, but my computer wasn't registering my fancy um, Logitech um, webcam that I usually use. So I decided, okay, I'll just use the damn default one. Now it's like being weird. <laughs> I have no makeup on because I didn't have time to put makeup on. I got a cute dress on that highlights my boobs, so I figured that'd be all right. As some of you may have noticed in the last few weeks, I have a switchboard or excuse me, a mixer, my microphone to try to bring you guys better quality on my end. Dude, I don't know. It was all <laughs> messing up. I was late to even getting into the show because I was trying to YouTube how to fix it. <laughs> my background when I put it up because I don't know if I mentioned last week. I may or may not. I can't remember. But this is the second time I've used this background. I bought it specifically for the show. And the reason why I did that is I liked the one I had before. But, of course, I was using a green screen. And that makes me challenged in what I can wear. Because I realized on our show, it's not just green that I can't wear. There's other colors that, like, my boobs, you could just see, like, ugh, whatever. And, um you know, it is the smoke out after all. So I would like to wear stuff that's green to kind of go with theme. Like I did last week, I wore a nice green top. So I got this background, but it's been a little bit of a bitch to put up. <laughs> uh, because this background here, if I don't have this, like it's kind of sheer a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, and there's windows behind me. So if I don't have this black pop-up thing behind it, then you guys are going to see all this ugly light. It's going to mess with the camera. So I have this pop-up thing and I thought, great, it's pop-up. I don't have to roll it up. Great. It's awesome. They don't agree with each other. It's just, it's a headache. I got to figure out a solution, hopefully by next week's show. But I'm just really annoyed. I'm super annoyed. But right before I called in, I made my medicated water. So hopefully it'll help. So you see all the trouble shut going through. If that's not worth less than a dollar a week, I don't know what is. People, come on. My background's been the same for I don't know how long. And I, I probably see no reason to change it. It's like $20 worth of stuff that I ordered off Amazon. That's all I need. It's cute, people, though. Yeah, people always tell me, I love your background. It looks great. Yeah. Curtains, a flag, and some, uh, some insulation soundproofing foam. And there you go. Is there a window behind it or is it, it was just, walk? yeah, there's a window behind this curtain. The, um, actually when I do my high noon hemp show, it's very bright outside, obviously. So I have something in the window because it would mess with the camera and mess with the light and, you know, screw everything up because it was too bright coming because the curtains are really thin. You get the, the light comes right through. Um, so yeah, I got something like right behind my head that kind of like shields it and makes everything 
cool here. That's a very important part of all my shows is this right here. Of course. The moneymaker, as it were. Of course, of course. And that's the thing is like, again, I liked... I like the background I was using before, but just messing with the green screen. And I don't know what the deal was, but like the last couple times I've tried to set up with the green screen on the corners here, there would be like, it was just weird, like kind of like fizzling out. And when I try to fix it with the, like the little thing that you make it like fade more or whatever, my hair and my head would start to fade. So then I was like, well, screw it. I'll just leave it up then. It just was really annoying. I really go out of my way for this damn show. So you people, come on. What are you waiting for? What more do you freaking want? Okay. The, the change out of your couch cushions, literally. Just find some change. Go to your car, to the little middle console thing. Look through there. Get some change. <clears throat> convert it to, you know, you know, some sort of, you know, PayPal or whatnot, of course. Because I, I doubt you can just send in cash and get access to channel It's It's 2022 after all. Get with the program. But uh, I never, I always thought about a green screen, you know, before. But one, a lot of people use a green screen. And two, I just imagine the headaches that it would be. I'd be spending the whole show, like, moving back and forth to see if things were okay, what was going on. I have enough problems. I had problems just when I did an audio show. And all technical issues came with that. I don't need that aggravation. I'm very old. That's what it is. And what's weird is... I've been sitting in the same position throughout our show since I've used the green screen. So I don't understand why, like over the last like couple times I used it, it decided to like malfunction. I don't understand it. Cause like the lighting's the same. It's still outside consistently, the same light coming in. I have the same light projecting this way. It's just freaking weird. Like, I don't know what it is. And then I thought maybe it's because my green screen, maybe it was a little getting a little wrinkly. So I fixed that. I don't know. It's that's when it became the headache. And that's when I said, you know what? You actually inspired me with your cute little background there. I was like, I'm going to find something on Amazon or something real cute. And when I saw this, I was like, it's perfect. It's like girly, but still in theme with like the cannabis. I like the colors. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me I was inspirational, I'd have almost enough money to subscribe to the show for a month. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> of course, a lot of you were wondering if you're a subscriber, you said, hey, it's August 25th. It's a very special day because they're doing a giveaway. And we are doing a giveaway. I'm not going to pick the winner right now. I'm going to make you wait. And if you're, if you're watching later or, you know, on demand or whatever, don't fast forward to the end. I won't do it right at the end. I'll pick somewhere towards, kind of towards the end, so you won't know, and you have to go back and forth and rewind and all that stuff just to find it, and you don't want to go through all that. So just wait. Watch the show. Chill a little bit, and you could be a winner. There it is right there from Next Bardo. Coos Glass, 18-inch, 7-millimeter, straight tube bong, a.k.a. water pipe, with aqua accents. It's fancy. Some fancy shit. As you see right there, winner will be announced on August 25th, which we're recording on August 25th right now. I will announce the winner a little bit later on. So good luck if you're a subscriber. And of course, if you win, I will contact you. I will need proof that you are of age. So let me provide that proof to Next Bardo, maybe prove it to them or whatever, and you're your cool shit. You'll be a winner. Get back to him, people. That's right. I'm like washed up me. <laughs> Tell your grandkids you want a bong from the Smokeout show on Channel Attitude. They'll be very impressed and proud. I would wager that on Channel Attitude, a water pipe has not been given out as a giveaway before. Probably not. I'll, I'll double check mm -hmm. with Vince, but I think that's that's a good bet. See, uh, we're the first. So we're trailblazers. Oh, hell yeah. Many ways. Speaking of trailblazing, well, I don't know if it's speaking of trailblazing, but it's a good segue nonetheless. We've been talking the last few weeks about morning sex, night sex, that type of thing. Last week, if you're watching, I said I was going to post a poll on Twitter and on the uh, <clears throat> Smoke Out, Shelly SJ Smoke Twitter poll. I said, guys, would it bother you if your woman woke you up early in the morning for sex, even if it meant not getting enough sleep? 
If you didn't see the discussion, go back, watch the last couple episodes. It's all right there for your uh, perusal, if you will. Now, last week when we talked about this poll and put the, I was talking about putting the poll up, my prediction was that the no answer, no, I do not mind, let's have sex, was going to be in excess, <clears throat> excuse me, of 90%. As you see right there, with one hour left, almost 200 votes. It's almost 74% say no, they would not mind being bothered. Uh, they would not be bothered being woke up in the morning for morning sex. And about 26% would be bothered. Very surprised to me, as I said, 90% I thought was going to be the uh, the percentage. I will point out that before uh, Vince Russo retweeted this on Twitter, our esteemed founder of channelattitude.com, is about 85% on the no. So his audience is very split on this very controversial issue. It's setting the internet on fire. Shelly, what do you think about the uh, the results of the poll, which is almost over, and they said about an hour. I am surprised that 26% says, yes, get off me. Um, I don't know. The more we've talked about the conversation, the more I've talked about it in my private life, it's uh, interesting to me because I, as I said mm-hmm. before, I felt bad for waking up metal Jesus, thought it was bothering him. And like I said, since we've talked about it and I talked to him more about it, I'm just really, really shocked that 26%, excuse me, 26.1% um, are bothered by it. And I'm curious to know why are they, first of all, are the people who say yes, get off me currently having sex on a normal basis? That's would be interesting to find out because if you're not, I could see somebody being like, oh, I'd rather sleep because they're not really getting it, you know, at least once a week, if not more. So, oh, so um, that was, that's a question I would have. And also, if that's not the case, I don't know, just knowing guys the way I have, like being in wrestling, living with a bunch of dudes. I don't know. It's kind of I, interesting. Like, what's the thought process? You just rather sleep than have sex? Because you, as you mentioned, if you're really that tired, you just go back to sleep. Yeah. And then Metal Jesus said pretty much the same thing. Well, if I'm still tired, I'll go back to sleep. If it's too early, I'll just go back to sleep after. So I'm curious mm-hmm. about the uh, psychology behind the yes, get off me. I think a lot of it may have to do with age. Um, I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say Vince Russo's Twitter following was probably slightly older than mine or yours. Uh, Vince has been around a long time. And like I said, the, the numbers changed perceptibly uh, when he retweeted. Like I said, it was around about 85% no. And then it plummeted after that, hovering around where it is now. Um, I got to think, like, I'm 42 now. And I'm still, like, at the point where, as you can see right there, I, I picked no, climb aboard. Um, I'm still at the point now where I'd be like, yeah, I can... I'm still interested in this. Like I think if I was like 60 or 70, I might be like, you know what? Sleep is, is overtaking everything else in importance uh, besides going to the bathroom. So, yeah, I'm going to skip this round. <laughs> I hope that's not how Metal Jesus feels when we're that old. <laughs> Look, I'm 70. It's enough already. You've got people like Vince McMahon running around. <laughs> He's 77 and paying for it. So well, I mean, yeah, if I'm getting a few million dollars, that might change my my perception of the whole deal. But I'm not, fortunately. I've yet to find maybe that. Would okay, let's say you're 77 years old and your partner wants to have sex in the morning, wake you up, and you are wanting sleep more. If they actually went out of their way, like maybe put on a little outfit, made it a whole production, not just, okay, let's do this kind of lazy sex, would that change the game or you still want the sleep? Is my partner also 77 like me or is she like 37? Let's say she's around the same age, but she still looks hot. She's still keeping herself up. She's a hot 77? Yeah. Like Dolly Parton? Yeah. You know, she's really, really hot. So I like, 
I mean, I got to feel like the level of tired I am right now at 42, <laughs> kind of extrapolate that out to 77. That's 35 fucking more years of just being worn down by life. I got to think by the time I'm 77, I'm going to be like, you know what? It's fucking six o'clock in the morning. Let's just go to Bob Evans. We'll get some food. We'll come back here. We'll go to sleep and we'll sleep the rest of the day away. And that's, that's cool. We may go get our little scooters, go to Bob Evans, our little rascals, <laughs> early morning breakfast or whatever, and call it a day, like 3.30, go to bed. All right. Well, who knows how I'll even feel at 77 about sex, I guess. I feel like I'll still be running around in little outfits. I don't know. Well, I think, you know, by the time we're 77, like technology will have advanced to the point where there's like a lot of, a lot of AIDS, not in the HIV sense, but in the helping sense of having sex. You may even have robots that will like move all your shit for you and like, you know, do it for you. Then maybe I'd be like, hey, yeah. Like, look, you want to do it? Warm up the, the robot that moves everything, <laughs> moves my arms and legs. I'm not having robot sex, okay? That's just not happening. That's what Skynet wants. Mm. And that's not what I'm in. I'm not here to please Skynet. I remember doing a story on my show about uh, the possibility of killer sex robots. Like people have robots and they turn on you. And just, that's got to be just, a, it'll be a, will be a, such a horrible way to go. Like your sex robot twists your head off or whatever, or stabs you during sex or whatever. What if it rips your penis off? Yeah, exactly. I mean, why wouldn't it have the capability to do that? Of course it would. I mean, obviously robots what if the robot rips your penis off, no lube, then sticks it up your butt? See, the, the <laughs> of like how bad it could get with a sex robot. Can't trust that shit. Then the government's listening to the whole thing. No. The recordings of it. You and your sex robot. All the... Uh, like the face, like the cam, like the body cam where the cops have. Yeah. Robot will have that. Everything we on there. See, too much, too much risk, too much glitching. I'd rather just not do it if it comes down to robot sex. That's right. Firmly, as a show, we're firmly against robot sex. That's uh, robotist or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> them robots. I go back to their own country. Hell yeah. Get out of here. Kids, you're bugging me. We don't want you. <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, to less exciting news, those of you who watched the early incarnation of the show, I forget, I think it was one of the very early, early episodes where you told the story about your interactions with Gary Busey. Oh, yeah. Um, How can you forget? <laughs> so, if you would, uh, for new viewers and whatnot, uh, recap uh, your meetings with Gary Busey before we get into the rather unfortunate news he's known for over the last week. Alrighty. So um, it was during my TNA years. Um, I auditioned for a film. I got it. They told me they were super low budget. So they asked me if I would work for cannabis. And when I said, uh, yeah, because at the time, and this is not a knock in TNA, this is just fact. They, <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 many. They didn't pay me that well. So it was really helpful. The way I waited out was, well, if I spend time, gas, energy on this film and they're paying me in cannabis, it works out because I don't have to buy any. Because at that time, that's when it was just dispensaries that were um, for recommendation, like purposes only, where you had to have a recommendation. So yeah, the prices yeah. were way more back then than they become now. So... When I said, yeah, the guy had like this freezer bag. He goes, well, here's half of it. And he threw the bag at me. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so super excited. Went to set when it was time to shoot. And everyone kept talking about Gary Busey. Everyone seemed afraid of Gary Busey on set. And I was really intrigued because I was like, well, what's up with Busey? Like, I mean, I'm not really familiar with his work. Why is everyone afraid of him? So I ended up doing a scene with him. And I actually just tweeted that I was thinking about my friend, Andrew Koenig, rest, rest in peace. He was in the scene with me. I played his bodyguard. And um, one of the things they said is, okay, Busey's going to go off. And a lot of it was off script. They said he's going to improv. Just 
act like the bodyguard, a vampire bodyguard, mind you. Um, just act like the bodyguard, kind of stand up to him, whatever. So the other actress, she didn't really do that. But I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So I did. And Busey did not like it. So he started challenging me. And so we went back and forth in the scene. And then when it was cut, everyone was real quiet. And then Busey's like, I need a break. And then so we everyone broke. And... I remember I was like touching my makeup up or something. And then this, <laughs> this um, PA came up to me and they're like, look, you don't have to do this. You could totally say no. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's going on? And they were like, Gary Busey wants to see you in his dressing room. I was like, okay. And like, they were like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, like what's the big deal? So I go in there and he was just like, <laughs> sitting there all entitled so blah 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 and just quizzing me and all these things and then all of a sudden we started talking about how you could truly stab a man in the back and kill him when he thinks you're his friend <laughs> and so he had these knives out i don't know why and he goes this is how you do it and so he goes to hug me and then, like, how you would stab somebody like this, like the blade was right here. At the last second, he turned his hand. So, like, this part of his hand hit me, not the blade. But I was taking a gamble. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> and then I had to totally act like a badass and just be like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And so then after that, we got to talking. And at the time, there goes that light again. At the time, um, I was seeing this guy that was in a boy band. And he was asking me about the person I was seeing. And he was like, how do you know he's for you? He's like, what does he do for a living? And I told him, he's like, let me guess. Very heavily tattooed. I was like, yeah. He was like, he's not the guy for you. I was like, no, I really like him. Like, blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, no. And he goes, if he's really the guy for you, when you just sit there and think about him, do your panties get wet? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to act badass and just be like, oh, well, no. He's like, he's not for you. When someone's your soulmate for you, then you know it because you're going to sit there and just the thought of them is going to make your panties wet. And so we were in his room for over an hour just going and talking about politics, religion, spirituality, whether or not my panties get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Almost getting stabbed. But... I was like into it in the sense of like, I was just, here in town. I like the old man rivers types back in the day, the old Hollywood dudes, because they're just like crazy like that. And I like it because they're not being fake or phony. They're just what you see is what you get. Yes. But then I understood why people were so afraid of him, but I don't know if it has to do with like coming from my wrestling background and the different people I've dealt with in wrestling, like Paul Heyman and people like that, that to me was kind of normal. And then being that I liked running around when I'd go to these Hollywood parties and talking to these old Hollywood dudes. And that's how they were very cigar in mouth, mm -hmm. kind of bitter. Like I liked it. And um, we had a really awesome time. And I always remembered that. And it's so crazy because it wasn't until I got with metal Jesus that I understood what Busey meant about the panty thing. Like to this day, like we've been together for six and a half years. That still stays true. Like I still have that feeling towards him. And like, I could just be sitting there and like thinking of him or look at him and I get very aroused. So that's never really happened with anyone I've been with in the past. It always fades away. Like after a while, it just fades away. But so I was always like, well, Busey said, Busey said. I was going to add, every time you get aroused now, do you think, you know what? Gary Busey was right. Yes. <laughs> and Metal Jesus knows the story. And I'll be like, freaking Busey, man. <laughs> F and Busey. Busey time. It's Busey time. Let's go. Or what is it? It's Buseyisms. Because he was on, if you remember, uh, The Apprentice. Do you remember that? Yeah. He was on it with Meatloaf. And I remember him and Meatloaf had a whole like budding of heads and there's this whole thing i gotta rewatch it where him and meatloaf have a real big falling out and the whole thing was whatever their task was Busey was just not organized he was like not present many he wasn't very present and meatloaf was like almost like crying like he wanted he felt so defeated 
And he was telling Trump, he goes, you know, I'm always prepared. You know, that's how I live my life. I'm always prepared. And so here at the house, we're always like, like me, because they called him meat instead of meatloaf, like his little pet name. They're like, like meat says, always be prepared. And I live by that. But yeah, crazy ass Busey, man. And um, not when was it like a week or so ago? That's when you gave me the news. Yeah, I have this. Uh, well, I guess I could have brought up the screen with a story on it through all this, but I'm also not prepared. Much like Gary Busey in that way. Um, there's a CNN story from, I guess, a day ago. Authorities alleged Gary Busey asked detectives to talk victims out of pursuing complaints after they alleged that he touched them. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, don't remember Gary Busey. Uh, he had a uh, quite the reputation back in the day for being a little off-kilter, a little off-center, a little uh, erratic, unpredictable, however you want to put it. Uh, there he is in 2019, if you're watching, of course, on video. As I said, this is from CNN. At least three people reported to police that Gary Busey allegedly touched them inappropriately at a Monster Mania event in New Jersey earlier this month. According to a probable cause affidavit, police said the actor initially denied grouping anyone. Then he asked police to, quote, apologize to the victims, end quote, later asking detectives to talk victims out of pursuing complaints. Court documents state. I will say that um, if you're in a group, women, and you want to get away with it, you don't ask the cops to go apologize to them or to try to say, just, hey, hey, can you not, like, you know, press charges against Gary Busey for the weird, creepy shit that he did? <clears throat> the affidavit obtained by CNN says the Cherry Hill Police detectives called to a Double Tree Hotel on August 13th where two victims, quote, reported sex being sexually assaulted by the same actor identified as the defendant. Quote, they reported they were in a photo shoot area during the Monster Mania event and were having their picture taken with a defendant. During the photo shoot, the defendant placed his face near one of the victim's breasts and asked her where she got them before attempting to unlatch her bra strap, the affidavit states. Uh, the other woman reported that Busey, who's 78 years old, so apparently he's still, him, his motor is still running, grabbed her buttocks during the photo shoot, the affidavit states. The next day, a man reported that his daughter had been sexually assaulted by the actor and that she told detectives he grabbed her buttocks during a photo shoot. Um, Busey had no comment for CNN, but... He denied allegations of sexual misconduct to TMZ when the outlet caught up with the actor at a Malibu gas station on Monday. He said he was not inappropriate at all, and then he had eyewitnesses. None of that happened, Busey said. Nothing happened. Nothing. It was all false. So Scroll back his photo there. Yeah. The one on top. That's how he looked when I walked in that room. <laughs> you know, the pretentious looking over his glasses. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you sent me this, I can't say that I was surprised, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it almost made me wonder if the reason why I didn't have a problem with him like that was because I was being so bold myself, like, oh, yeah, how do you stab a person without them knowing? <laughs> and like, he has a knife in his hand, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, show me. <laughs> or you know, whatever. Um, and I think that kind of like me being um, my friends and I back in the day, we had or actual specific friend. We used to call uh, people rough around the edges rate because it's rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. So my rateness that I've had, I think my whole career has really saved me because I think these dudes that are predators, they prey on people who they feel they can control. And when I'm over here being all right, they're like, wait a minute. Like <laughs> she's kind of going toe to toe with me right now kind of thing. And I think that's actually saved me. And that's what I really started thinking about with this whole Busey thing. I was like, you know, I bet you if I was just like, hi, Mr. Busey, it's nice to meet you. They said you wanted me to come in and like, yeah, he probably the vibe would have been different. But instead, I was like, hey, what's up? After having this like scene with him where he was definitely trying to put me in my place during the scene and I wouldn't back down. He was like, sit down. And I just stared at him. He's like, sit down. I was like, no, I'm standing up. And like <laughs> he was getting so aggravated with me 
And um, I should, I got to check that movie out. I want to see like how much of that scene that they used or whatever. But um, yeah, I think my rateness has definitely got me out of troubled situations. You know, Gary Busey is hard telling what happened. I mean, <clears throat> it could be anywhere from he thought he was being funny to he was being a total creep to he was on something or multiple things. Um, I don't know. That combined with the the certain elitism that you mentioned that comes with being like an actor like that and always getting your way and just, I guess, shit like that comes naturally. But, um, you know. 2022 ain't, you know, 1975 when that shit used to fly. Now, you know, it's on the internet. And before you know it, you're talking to TMZ at a gas station about what happened. Um, and I guess, I mean, I don't know. A guy like Gary Busey, too, I don't know how well his career is going. I mean, he's 78. I haven't seen him in anything in a very long time. He's doing Monster Mania in New Jersey and asking women when they got their tits. Allegedly. So, you know, I don't know how well things are going for Gary Busey. If I had to guess, I would say not, not great. And now worse than whatever was going on before. Apparently he's got, you know, court coming up and I don't know. It's, um, he was also on that show um, in more of recent years. It's probably been like quite a couple years, but in the last maybe five years or so, um, that celebrity wife swap. And so even though I wasn't shocked when you sent me that link, I was a little disappointed because even though he was very busy in the show, he has like a younger wife. He had this little baby with her and he seemed more likable, I guess you would say, because maybe he seemed like he was excited. Maybe she would have her panties be wet when she thought of him. And so that's why it was working out. But like he was obsessed with the little baby. Like he was all about like that. He had this baby. So it was kind of like, Oh, Busey, I thought you turned a, a new leaf a little bit there and you were kind of calming down a little bit with your new life. But then who knows, maybe it was just for show or maybe he got bored. I noticed that a lot of people, they seem to kind of settle down in their craziness, but then, it kind of comes back because they get bored with being kind of more normal, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe it felt like he had to be like the Busey character, you know, like he had to do the gimmick or whatever. <clears throat> I, I would predict, if I'm making predictions, which I am, because why not? It's, you know, we're doing a show. Uh, he would, I imagine that there's some sort of substance involved or it's alcohol or pills or, or whatever, <clears throat> that shit will change your personality pretty quick and lower your inhibitions enough to where, like, you know, you're doing crazy shit in front of a bunch of people. He says he has eyewitnesses. I don't know. I mean, if the cops would believe, that's not, it's not great when you say, can you apologize to the victims and then ask them not to press charges? It's, um, again, I'm not a lawyer. It's not legal advice, but if a lawyer would advise you to shut up. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, kind of on the same yeah. topic in a way of conventions. Recently on Facebook, I got a, um, that someone tagged me in this convention, which is weird because when I did this convention, it was my last signing that I did, which was Wrestle or WrestleCade. WrestleCade in 2000. Oh, dude maybe eight, either 18, 19, something like that. Anyways, I wanted to talk about it on the show a little bit just for something to talk about, but it was my last convention. I knew it was going to be my last convention and the people who brought me in super cool. There are people who always take care of me. I do virtuals with them. Um, but it, one of the people that were helping out at the booth that they had was this fellow, I forget his name even, I'm not sure how he's tied into wrestling. I know he's not a wrestler. He might be somebody that's a manager or maybe he's just a vendor helper guy. I'm not quite sure. But he was really nice. And then one of the things that like helps me with my anxiety since I was in like high school, I guess, 
is chewing gum. Even before I became a medicator, my mouth naturally gets really dry, cotton mouthy. And I would freak out a lot when I was in high school because if I didn't have my water, my mouth would have like a cotton mouth and I'd feel like I was going to throw up. So it would give me so much more anxiety. And I'm sure the reason why I have the dry mouth a lot was because of anxiety. So it was just like a whole anxiety mess. So I always, always, always chewed gum. And um, at conventions, it's kind of the same kind of feeling. You have so many people. There's a lot of energy there. And even if you're someone like myself that's done so many conventions, it's still something that can be nerve wracking and anxiety if you don't know how to handle it. That's why I like to be on a really good edible when I'm at these things or have my pen handy because, you know, the smell goes away like that and you don't see it. So I was chewing gum and there was a fan that kept coming up to the table and wanting all of my time. And I've talked about this on the show before where um, one of the other helper guys was like, oh, my gosh, like you have so much patience because this guy keeps asking you the same question over and over. And, you know, the way I looked at it was the dude was a nervous dude. He was super excited because he knew it was my last signing and he just wanted my attention. So, of course, I was going to be patient with the guy. He was a member of my site, too. So I felt like I wanted to give him some kind of experience. So that in conjunction with what already was going on and there was like people there that I didn't like. And it was just, I wanted to go up to them and confront them, but I didn't think it was the right time. So I was just like trying to maintain, you know, so my gum chewing and I'm not a person that like smacks my mouth. Cause I hate the sound of eating. Like I don't like that, but I've noticed when I'm starting to like really get nervous. I'll pop little tiny bubbles in my mouth, you know, like the little pop, pop, pop. And this guy that was helping, he was like, you know, that sound really annoys me. Can you please not do that? And then I looked at it as how I get so grossed out by crunching, slurping. So I was trying to relate to the guy in the sense of like, dude, I get it. I get when something that shouldn't bother you. And it's like a little thing like that bothers you. So I was like, Oh, dude, I totally get it. And so as the day was going on, especially when that fan kept coming up to the table and I needed to dig deep to have that patience without realizing I would do it. But then the guy would just look at me and go, <laughs> so the thing is, at the time, because I had so much going on with my own mental health, right? I kind of just didn't think about it. But when I saw the photo that was like tagged that we took this photo, I was like, I bet you if I was like some either another female wrestler that had way more of a career, like a Kelly Kelly, Candace Michelle, Trish Stratus, Lita, he wouldn't have said anything to them. Yeah. And he definitely wouldn't have said anything to me if I was a male wrestler. And it got me really mad. And I've almost wrote this guy, like, because it tags his name, like, on Facebook and it's on my private page. I've almost wrote him, like, three or four times being, like, I bet you if I was, like, somebody with more status or a guy, you wouldn't have said shit. And it really bothers me. What do you think about that? I think you should leave him an audio message of just you making that sound with gum for however long Facebook allows you to record an audio message. Don't type anything. Just send him that. And that's kind of closure that you deserve. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There, there was there'll be no way if it was any dude, he'd be like, "Look, dude, can you stop popping your gum like that?" The other guy would have been like, rightly so, look, don't be a pussy. I'm going to fucking pop my gum if I want to. Do your job. I'll do mine. But, you know, like you said, being, especially being a female, he felt he could just be an asshole. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, even something that gets on your nerves, you can fucking take it for a little bit. I mean, human beings aren't that fragile. <clears throat> and if they are, well, some psychological going on and they'll be... They're assholes enough to say something like that and make faces or what the fuck ever. But yeah, same an audio thing. Just you chewing gum, the microphone like right by your face. 
He said, however long, it's, however long Facebook allows you to send an audio message. You just send it to him. And I guess like the real issue I have with it is I'm mad at myself that I, at that time in my life, I've worked on it a lot since. I was such a people pleaser that I was like, oh, sorry. Like, sorry. I'm freaking nervous over here. This dude over here, I'm trying to have patience. So I don't like have negative vibes. There's people over here I don't like and I want to go and confront them, but I know it's not the right time. This is my last signing because I don't want to be around most of these people anymore. Like, F you. No, no. But instead, I was like, oh, sorry. And it's like, as if, like, so I'm really pissed at myself about it that, like, this dude, I was like trying to be such a people pleaser when it's like, well, then go stand over there then. If you don't like it, go stand over there because I'm not trying to do it to annoy you. I'm not even aware that I'm doing it until you make your little. <laughs> like, what did I tell you? <laughs> Get the F out of here. And the thing is, I'm doing a virtual signing in October with the same vendors that brought me in for that last signing. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing it up. That's right. That's how I'll deal with it. I'm bringing it up. I'll have my gum and I'll say, so this is for that guy. And then I'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be here at this, this convention. You better fucking be there. You better bring some fucking gum or I'm going to have this out. <laughs> like Rick Flair's last match. Oh my gosh. I saw some clips online um, of people talking about his last match. I didn't see it. I mean, I don't watch wrestling, so it's not like I was like, F, F Ric Flair, I'm not going to watch it. It's that I don't watch wrestling, so why would I care about watching Ric Flair's last match? And they didn't say very good things about it. They were saying, like, I think at one point somebody had mentioned that he passed out or something like that in the ring. I don't know. It was something like that. I was like, dang, dude, he's old. He shouldn't be in there. And then there were a lot of people were saying, you know, they wouldn't be surprised if he that wasn't his last match, which I agree. Another Terry Funk. And they wouldn't be surprised if he actually does die in the ring one day. And some people were saying they feel like that's what he wants. Yeah. I think that what I might have heard the passing out thing was just supposedly like a ploy to get Jeff Jarrett over there or some bullshit. But uh, I did hear a lot of negative reviews. I mean, to be 73 years old, you're just not going to be able to do what needs to be done. You're not going to have the strength or the timing or the speed or anywhere near. I mean, he wasn't exactly, you know, the quickest guy to begin with in his prime. Now I can imagine what he, what he looks like wrestling. I didn't see much of it either. I saw like little clips and little pictures and stuff. Of course he bled, which he does. He's also apparently now uh, selling weed in various states as Ric Flair drip. <laughs> I get the impression that he kind of needs some cash. He's having some cash flow problems. So he's doing matches and then he's got his, his show he does now and like he's selling weed. And I mean, I think he's got like three ex-wives or four ex-wives that he's got to pay off. So. Well, the thing is too, is when I was in WWE, there was a more than one occasion we would all be at the bar and he would get really drunk and he would start taking bumps on the floor. Like, <laughs> like he'd go, whoa, he would just, and I, I was like, oh my God, Ric Flair, tuck your chin, bro. <laughs> Don't hit your head on the floor. But it's interesting because at that time I did like him and, um, he pulled me aside. I don't know if I talked about this on the show before, before we were on channel attitude. I think I did. And he pulled me aside and I was drinking vodka because at that time I wasn't a drinker until I went to WWE. Now I'm not saying that they made me a drinker. It was just, I had no interest in it because my stomach, my whole life has always been jacked up. So I was always afraid like prior to when I was on the road, I don't want to drink too much and then throw up. That was always my anxiety. So I was just not about it. And then slowly I was like, you know what? I'm interested now. Like, you know, it was no one ever pressured me into it. It was just a time mm -hmm. for me to explore drinking. And I started because I love orange juice and cranberry juice. I would start with screwdrivers or vodka cranberry and I liked it, you know? And so I remember he saw me drinking screwdrivers and that's when he pulled me aside. He goes, you're too classy you should only drink wine or champagne. And for years 
I wouldn't drink any hard alcohol. Like if I'd go out and there was no wine or champagne to be had, I just wouldn't drink. Like Ric Flair said. And then when I would be around other wrestlers, they'd be like, come on, bubbled shots. I was like, no, Ric Flair said. And everyone always, they never second guessed me. They didn't push it on me because I'd be like, Ric Flair said I should only drink wine or champagne. And I did that for a really, really long time. And I think when I ditched that idea was when I started not to like him in real life. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, whatever, Ric Flair, I'll have my vodka. <laughs> I think a couple things we watched tonight is that uh, Ric Flair and Gary Busey have had large influences on large parts of your life. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And in some cases, maybe I should have only stuck to wine and champagne. So maybe Flair was right about that because whenever I've gotten like, where I'm not proud of myself drunk, it's not just wine or champagne. <laughs> so maybe go. we had a point there. Maybe that's what the point was, is just keep to that, stay away from the hard stuff. It's when I started doing like absinthe and vodka and rum. That's when it like kind of went. Well, I imagine a guy like Ric Flair is an expert in a certain amount of things. And I would imagine alcohol is one of those things. But it's interesting about him selling cannabis now. I maybe I'm dumb, but I never really knew he did. I think it's relatively new. He's like in conjunction with like it's like five or six states, like Burner in California, and then a few other places like the Cookies people in California are going to be selling this stuff. <clears throat> what I understand, New Jersey and a few other states. I don't know. I mean, once it's good weed, the more the merrier. You can always use more good weed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is expensive too. Oh, I'd imagine. Paying for the, the flare name like you pay for the Nike logo when you buy a pair of Nikes. <laughs> and that's the thing with people who do that. They're like, they're paying for these names when it's like, you know, you can get more of the same stuff cheaper when it's just named something else. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's crazy. If I'm out there, tries the Ric Flair weed, send us in a review. What's going totally. on? <laughs> um, one of the things you wanted to talk about was uh, was couples who look like siblings. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yeah. What? What led you to this train of thought? Well, I sent you a link, and when I saw that on my Twitter feed, I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting." So they totally got me with the clickbait. And when I was going through it, I was like, "Dude, this is kind of creepy." Like. Most of these people look like they're either related to or they look like they're a partner. So, like, what is that about? And it's something that I, my sister and I, Danielle, have both been very aware of for a long time. Of like couples that look alike. There you go. And it's like, what is that? What is that when you're a couple that looks alike? Like, metal Jesus looks like Jesus. That's just what's up. Like the Euro Jesus. I don't look like a Euro Jesus. <laughs> female like we do not look alike so i just i don't understand and i would i can't even think of anyone that i've ever dated or anything that looks like they can be my brother or they look like a male version of me so it's just weird to me like i don't know like what is that when people they, they want to date themselves they want to marry themselves like i don't get it the rodmaning out <laughs> <laughs> um, I think some uh, part of it, and again, just like I don't give legal advice and I wasn't doing any legal things, I was talking about legal stuff earlier. I'm also not a psychologist. This is not psychological <laughs> advice, but or uh, insight or whatever you want to call it. Well, I guess it is maybe taken for what it is. I think that sub subconsciously, I guess there's a certain amount of comfort in someone who seems like you've known them longer, like a familial length of time like you've known them all, all your life whatever maybe your brain tricks yourself into thinking hey you, you know you guys look alike you've known each other forever it's great you know go be in love i could be way off like i said i'm not a psychologist but you know, that's i don't know my it's weird to me like when i'm getting intimate with somebody i don't want to look at myself <laughs> i don't want to see me and them <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's weird to me. Well, I also don't want to see myself, but in for obvious reasons. I mean, it's, you know. 
is a problem. But some of these, like, okay, that one, no. <laughs> there was a couple, like, even like with these two, right? Now, obviously, the one on the right is seems to be way older. But it looks like the one on the left, that's what she's going to look like in the future. <laughs> like, it's it's weird. And there was a couple of them that were really, like, they really, let's see. Those two, come on. They look like they're sisters. Like, one's an older sister, and then the other one's going to look just like the other one when she gets that age. Not so much those two. Come on. That's a nice hat. First of all, it looks like someone photoshopped it on them really poorly. I don't know what that's about. But look at they look like brother and sister. They do. Yeah, that's weird. Comfort, comfort in it. Like the one who looks like uh the one on the right looked like her mother, who she's gonna be in like 30 years. Maybe there's a certain amount of comfort in that, you know. So, I don't know. Their preview of their future. Uh they don't really look alike. Eh, kind of. They can be cousins. <laughs> they look like they can be brothers to me. Yeah. No, they just look like two bitchy men. Some nice eyewear. <laughs> not so much there. There's like, it's not all of them. It's like, but it's just a good amount of them. Like these two, not really, but I same don't know these. I don't know much of these people. I know. That's what pop culture. These two look like they're related. Mm -hmm. That sweet outfit. <laughs> <laughs> these they two, I get it. Like they have the same vibe. So it's one thing to have the same vibe because you have things that these two look like they're related for mm -hmm. sure. They look like they're related. <laughs> A lot of them. <laughs> They look like they're related. <laughs> wow, this is a long article. Holy crap. They look like they're related. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Like, they get a pass. I know she was on Saturday Night Live. I recognize her. Wait, which one is this guy? <laughs> both are looking away from him like they're mad at him. I know. He's happy like, though. They both were invited on the date and they thought it was just the two of them. These two look like they're related to me. And then they have two little twins, it looks like. It's... Oh, I know Sulu. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Ugh, I hate whenever I watch like Big Bang Theory and he's on there or something like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder how long this article took to write. I mean, this is a lot of people. I know. And the little thing over here on the right is not even happening. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember him from Frazier. Oh, is that Niles? Yeah. Oh, he gets on my nerves on that show. I don't want to Sykes. I didn't even know this was a couple, which was crazy. <laughs> I think that was the whole point of the thing. It was like couples you don't realize are together. The guy from Sex in the City. Yeah. The bitchy gay from Sex in the City. I like him, though. That one, wait, scroll up again. The one on the right looks like her very disapproving. I'm disappointed in my daughter. <laughs> See, like these two, same kind of vibes, but they don't really look like they are related. They just like the same things, probably. They look like they're related. So the theme here is I feel there's always one that looks older, like their future is that other person. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm not, I can't say I'm sure, but I, I would imagine that there was like a whole psychological like, thing around this, this concept. I don't know. I mean, it's, it would be weird. If I, if someone pointed it out to you, I think it would be weird. I think if you didn't know, like subconsciously, you were just like in the comfort zone or whatever, you love this person, but then someone pointed out, you look like you could be, you know, related like brothers or brother and sister or sisters or whatever, then you, once you start thinking about it, maybe it might freak you out a little bit. <coughs> On Seinfeld, there's an episode where George is dating the, that they call Lady Jerry. 
Yeah. And like the actress that looks like she could be Jerry. And then she has to cut her hair in, <laughs> in the episode. And then she really looks like Jerry. And so, like, you know, and Jerry's like his BFF. So it's kind of like, like that kind of vibe. And that's, it's weird. Like, what is that? And like you said, maybe people aren't aware of it, but then that makes me question like, so what's the attraction? Like, what is, I don't know. It seems like too many couples to be like random. Like, this is a random thing. You know, people don't look that much alike. You know, there's so many different nuances to people, but I don't know. I kind of wonder if it has to do with a little bit of narcissism is what my point is, I guess. I don't want to be mean, but like, you know, you look like me. So therefore you're, hot. yeah, you're, you look like me. Ooh, <laughs> I can't get enough of me. <laughs> I have to imagine the female version of me would look pretty rough. I mean, just, just saying. <laughs> She's Maybe. out there. If you want to go find her. Her, I'm sure somewhere on the planet there's a woman who looks just like me. She may be doing video shows and like podcasting and stuff. I don't know. What if she was in the cannabis world? <gasps> It'd be very weird. <laughs> to apologize. You look like me. I'm so very sorry. <laughs> Would be worse if like she was thriving on the internet. Yeah. She had the the big tits I always wanted for my my streams or whatever and my views. It's like I got them here. <laughs> now I just reached ten million subscribers. Yeah. Uh good for her. I'm not bitter. Shelly, thank you. Another awesome episode. We have a cool guest next week, so everybody tune in for that. Should be an interesting show. We got a lot of interesting shows coming up. So subscribe. Damn it. Listen to Dollar a Week. Channelattitude.com. Do that shit. Are we gonna have the winner? Oh fuck. I'm glad you said that because I forgot. I completely forgot. <laughs> and there's always like that nagging thing in the back of your mind, like, I think I forgot something. And I was like, no. See, the problem is um I put a little mark through the giveaway winner thing when I shouldn't have because it's not done. I mentioned it, which is cool because, you know, it's the teaser or whatever for the rest of the broadcast to make people sit through everything else just to find out who the winner is. It's an old broadcasting trick. But when I put the mark through it, to me, in my mind, it just goes from being something I need to do to something I've done, and then it's gone. Thankfully, one of us that look alike that got you. One of us is paying attention, and that is Kelly. So <laughs> we have um on my list of subscribers. Let me pull it back up. Holy crap. There we go. We need Shelly in a random fashion. She doesn't know which, you know, which subscriber is what or any of that stuff. So there's no cheating or anything. I, I, I verify the sanctity of the process that we use to do the giveaway. Shelly, please give me a number between one and nine. There's two numbers that I'm leaning towards. Which one am I going to pick? Also make sure I write this person's email down because that will screw that up too. I don't have it written down. Let's just go with number one. Number one. I'll be emailing this person. Write down their email so that I remember. Because as you just saw, it's not right in front of me. Then it's it's gone in one ear out the other, as they say. Uh, I will, obviously won't give this person's email, but. I'm guessing that his name is Nick. So Nick, congratulations. You and the awesome bong from Next Bardo. Go check them out. They have tons and tons of great products. So you are a winner. I will be contacting you and getting your information and making sure that you're of age. Can be sending a bong to some 13-year-old. I'm sure that would open us to all, all kinds of, of nasty kind of stuff and liability that I'm not interested in. 
I ain't got time for that kind of drama or whatnot. And if you're 13, you should be buying bongs anyway. You should be making your own pipes. You should be crushing up a, a Coke can and putting holes in it and using that. You shouldn't. Don't be spoiled. Don't be spoiled. There we go. Thank you, apple. for uh, the apple. Yes, for <laughs> reminding me about the winter, and uh, for another great episode of the Smoke Out. If you're missing this, I don't know what you're doing. You're not. You're not living. That's you can't do. You can't call what you are doing living if you're not subscribed to the show. I would say that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Shelly. I will see you next week. All righty. Bye bye. Peace.